Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 48 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Leviticus chapter 8 today and our focus is on ordination and blood. And yes, of course, I know that is a little weird, but hopefully it will make a little more sense after we read our chapter. So this is a daily 10-minute or so podcast where we dig into the truth of God's Word one chapter of the Bible at a time. I do want to welcome new listeners in Bavaria, Germany, parts unknown China, Haryana, India, Los Angeles, California, and Grand Junction, Colorado. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with your friend and on social media and with your family, etc. Our goal, as always, is to encourage daily Bible reading and listening and thinking and obeying about. So you can jump in and join us at any time. Our webpage, Bible2021.com, has a contact page, show notes, and more. That's Bible2021.com. Today we return to the Old Testament. For this year's Bible reading plan, we're following the Discipleship Journal 5x5 plan with two extra days of Old Testament reading added in. That means in any given week, we will read five chapters in the New Testament, two chapters in the Old Testament, with the Old Testament chapters that we're reading selected to help us get a broad overview of the important events and themes in the Old Testament. Today, we're going to read about the ordination of Aaron and his sons. Now, ordination is still a practice that the church uses today. I've been ordained as a pastor many years ago. Some churches ordain people to several different offices or roles, such as deacon, pastor, elder, bishop, etc. Oftentimes, an ordination service or ceremony will involve a group of leaders laying hands on a newly appointed leader, and in some cases, the leader to be ordained is anointed with oil. But what in the world does ordination mean exactly? Well, the Hebrew word here is male, and it's translated by the King James Version as consecrated in today's chapter and as ordained in the Christian Standard Bible. The word has a meaning indicating a filling of some sort or to accomplish something. In other words, the person to be ordained will be filling a position or role to accomplish something. Our friends at gotquestions.org expands on that understanding a little bit. The word ordain in the Bible refers to a setting in place or designation. For example, Joseph was ordained as a ruler in Egypt, says Acts 7.10. The steward in Jesus' parable was ordained to oversee a household, Matthew 24.45. Deacons were ordained to serve the Jerusalem church, Acts 6, 1 through 6. And pastors were ordained in each city in Crete, says Titus 1.5. In none of the cases is the mode of ordination specified, nor is any sort of ceremony detailed. The ordinations are simply appointments. The word can even be used negatively, as in Luke 12.46, where somebody is ordained to be punished. Acts 13 includes a good example of a ministerial ordainment or appointment. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart or ordain. For me, Barnabas and Paul, for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia. In this passage, we see some key facts. Number one, it is God himself who calls the men to the ministry and qualifies them with gifts. Number two, the members of the church recognize God's leading and embrace it. 
Number three, with prayer and fasting, the church lays hands. And by the way, that's not a fancy religious thing to lay hands on something. Somebody simply means that you put your hand on their shoulder or their head or something like that. So the church lays hands on Paul and Barnabas to diminish, demonstrate their commissioning. Number four, God works through the church as both the church and the Holy Spirit are said to send the missionaries. Paul himself regularly ordained pastors for the churches he planted. He and Barnabas directed the appointments or ordination of elders in every church, says Acts 14.23. So let's read our chapter in Leviticus 8, and then we'll come and discuss all of the blood and animal sacrifices. Now, why did the Old Testament saints have to deal with blood so much? Was it merely because it was sort of a primitive religion, or is there something much deeper here, something that connects us more closely with Moses, Aaron, and his sons than we might realize at first? I'll go ahead and give you a hint. It's the latter. Leviticus chapter 8, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. The Lord spoke to Moses, take Aaron, his sons with him, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull of the sin offering, the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble the whole community at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the community assembled at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And Moses said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded to be done. Then Moses presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron, wrapped the sash around him, clothed him with a robe, and put the ephod on him. He put the woven band of the ephod around him and fastened it to him. Then he put the breastpiece on him and placed the urim and thummim into the breastpiece, He also put the turban on his head and placed the gold medallion, the holy diadem, on the front of the turban, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it to consecrate them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar with all its utensils and the basin with its stand to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed and consecrated him. Then Moses presented Aaron's sons, clothed them with tunics, wrapped sashes around them, and fastened headbands on them, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull near for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. Then Moses slaughtered it, took the blood, and applied it with his finger to the horns of the altar on all sides, purifying the altar. He poured out the blood at the base of the altar and consecrated it so that the atonement could be made on it. Moses took all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and he burned them on the altar. He burned the bull with its hide, flesh, and waste outside the camp as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. Moses cut the ram into pieces and burned the head, the pieces, and the fat, but he washed the entrails and legs with water. He then burned the entire ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord as he had commanded Moses. Next, he presented the second ram, the ram of ordination, and Aaron and his sons laid his hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it, took some of its blood, and put it on Aaron's right earlobe, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses also presented Aaron's sons and put some of the blood on their right earlobes, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then Moses splattered the blood on all sides of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, as well as the right thigh. 
from the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord. He took one cake of unleavened bread, one cake of bread made with oil, and one wafer, and placed them on the fat portions in the right thigh. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons, and presented them before the Lord as a presentation offering. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. He also took the breast and presented it before the Lord as a presentation offering. It was Moses' portion of the ordination ram as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments as well as on his sons and their garments. In this way, he consecrated Aaron and his garments as well as his sons and their garments. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the meat at the entrance to the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket for the ordination offering as I commanded. Aaron and his sons are to eat it. Burn up what remains of the meat and bread. Do not go outside the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the time of your days of ordination are completed because it will take seven days to ordain you. The Lord commanded what has been done today in order to make atonement for you. You must remain at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and keep the Lord's charge so that you will not die, for this is what I was commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord had commanded through Moses. So a lot of that is really quite strange to the modern reader. Animals slaughtered, blood placed on the earlobes and toe, atonement, it can all be a little mystifying. We must be aware, however, that Christianity, just like Judaism, is also centered in blood. Only in our case, the blood that was shed was not shed by an animal, but by the God and creator of the universe in Jesus. Old Testament professor Kenneth Matthews helps us to understand this chapter a little better when he writes, With the altar prepared with anointing oil, Moses could now offer up animal sacrifices. The first was a bull for the sin offering in behalf of Aaron and his sons. By placing their hands upon the head of the animal, the priest depicted the transfer of their sin to the substitute victim. Although the priests were dressed in holy garments and the high priest had received the oil of consecration, Aaron and his sons had not yet received atonement for their sins. There remained the need to deal with their own sin before they could step into the role of mediation for the sin of the people. Because they were in a leadership position, the proper offering was the costly male bull. The blood from the animal made atonement first for the altar as the instrument of atonement made in the tent of meeting, Blood was necessary for the cleansing of the altar and for the cleansing of the priests who conducted worship. The colorful finery of their dress and the fragrant perfume of the anointing oil could not cleanse their sin. Only the death of a substitute victim could do that. For as Paul said, the wages or payment of sin is death, Romans 6.23. This requirement of death was fully satisfied on our behalf as Christians by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, says Colossians 1.20 who gave himself as a sin offering, says 2 Corinthians 5.21. So much to ponder there, friends. Let's close with our verse of the month for February, Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.